Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Rolling Credits. Today, we got Pat, we got Kirby, and we got yourself, myself, I should say, yourself. <laughs> we got myself, Seth, your lovely host. But also yourself, because you're listening. <laughs> exactly. Yourself, myself, we're all here. It's kind of an illusion, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a multiverse. It is. <laughs> it's a it's a multiverse that's never ending, and that is what we're talking about today. A never ending superhero genre. And <laughs> today we have to talk about superhero fatigue. Obviously, mm-hmm. with what happened with Shazam 2, um, and all the hate and flack and different things, you know, pointing fingers, all of that. I really wanted to get into the nitty-gritty here and see if superhero fatigue is actually a real thing. Um, or if maybe it's just, you know. The movies are just not as good. So that's what we're here to talk about today. As always, make sure you follow us on all of our pages. You can find us on rolling underscore credits underscore podcast on Instagram. And there there's like a, a link tree at the top. Um, and you can actually find some of our different pages and things like that. So mm-hmm. without further ado, let's get into this, guys. How are you guys feeling? Good. Feeling good. good. Doing, doing good. Doing yep. good. <clears throat> so. First things first, like I said, Shazam, you know, did pretty poor in the box office. Do you guys think that the reason behind this is just maybe due to all the changes in DC and the possibility that these characters aren't actually going to be playing a part in that new James Gunn-led DC universe? Or do you think, sorry guys, or do you think the market is just kind of just so saturated at this point? And then, you know, the interest is kind of waning. Um, So I wanted to start with you, Pat, see what you think. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of it is the saturation that's kind of going on. I, I think for me personally, and we'll kind of get this into a little, a little bit deeper a little bit later in the pod, but I, I do think that there is a lot of like – I don't get as excited as I used to when I hear about necessarily a new superhero genre movie that's coming out in the theaters. And that's not specific to DC. I think Marvel to me is going through the same issues. Cause I think if you look back, Ant-Man and quantum mania had its fair share of issues as well from a money perspective and a revenue perspective. Yeah. So that people didn't necessarily gravitate to that as well. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but what should I call it? The, I've, the overall genre itself is not necessarily getting me excited as it used to be. So there, the, yes, there's all this, you know, going on behind the scenes that people are getting really excited about. Maybe the hardcore guys, that's what's upsetting them, but it's not really what's, it's just, for me, it's more of that genre is not really getting me out of bed anymore. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And uh, for me too, I, I think, I don't know. There, Like you said, there are so many different superhero uh tv shows there's different movies there's all kinds of different universes like obviously you have dc you have marvel and then you have sony's uh marvel which is a completely different thing than what we're getting with marvel (laughs) um and then you have all these like tv shows like the boys invincible so i do think that it's definitely getting oversaturated at this point i definitely think superhero fatigue is a real thing because and I think it's even happening with Star Wars. Like my interest for the Mandalorian, yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. it hasn't really been there. Like I, I just started watching the new season, and I'm just like, there's just too much of the same thing. And I don't think each story is uh, that much different from the movie that came before it. Maybe there's like a new villain, but it's kind of treading along some of the same material for all of these things. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, definitely Star Wars. That's a good point on Star Wars. I feel like Star Wars is definitely getting to that point where it's kind of like, you know, in those da- random random days in a blue moon where I'm feeling it. Like, yeah, I'll throw on maybe one of the mo- one of the movies in the series that I really like. But like, kind of gone are a lot of the days of me like making sure that I'm like neck deep in the lore and I'm mm-hmm. caught up on a lot of everything. Like, I have to be caught up yeah. in every little detail yeah. of it. It's just not. It's and I think a lot of that is because you turn and burn a lot of the same material. <laughs> Am I really going to be getting that excited about new lore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I think it's a little bit of, of everything that you guys have said. Um, for one, like I, I got a rag on DC a little bit. How often do we really get excited about a DC movie? They have That's not been good. Yeah. They, they have not been yeah. good. Um, but you know, on the other side of that, we do see a lot of oversaturation with things like this. Um, just look at, you know, the issues that we are having in the current like Marvel phase. You can chalk that up to, you know, maybe we just ran through the whole Infinity Saga and it ramped up to such a level that now we're starting over in a new saga and people are just kind of, they're expecting, you know, that that Infinity War uh, Endgame-esque, like, uh, a movie, but they have to lay the groundwork for something new now and it's kind of resetting and people are just kind of bored. Um, yeah. and that could be because we've just had 10 years of movie after movie after movie setting up something big and, and people are just losing the interest. So it's, it's a little bit of everything like DC, not very good with their movies. Um, and, and we have been sitting on like a pile of, of superhero movies over the past 10 years. Yeah. It's funny you bring up the point of, uh, um, like the, for Marvel, you know, having the infinity war and the end game. I think Marvel kind of shot themselves in the foot there because, you know, the last big film that we really had was Spider-Man um, No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And you had all those different cameos from different characters. So I think people are expecting for every single Marvel movie all of these different cameos and things like that. And when that doesn't happen, you know, people kind of throw a temper tantrum and get upset. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. It just people kind of lose faith in it and yeah. they lose interest. And yeah. um, the the attention span for people these days isn't as high as it used to be. Oh, so not they, at all. Yeah, they want their cake and they want to eat it too. <laughs> well, look at um, look at the progression of the Marvel universe and relate it to something like you would see. I'm going to show my age here, like a play. We're yeah. in the intermission right now. Like we hit yeah. the, the end, like the big end of like the first act. We're in the intermission. What do people do at intermission? They fucking leave. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's where we're at, well, and we're and gonna even, you know bring it in for Act Two, and it'll start ramping up again. But we just well, have to even, see if people are still going to be excited about it. Even then, though, kind of the part of the problem is, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit in your point there, Kirby, was you know even in an intermission on a play, right? It's a quick intermission. You're quick in mm-hmm. and out. But then the storyline, when you come into act two, picks up where it leaves off. Like, mm-hmm. so you're kind of still vested at least to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, I think that a big issue that you're running into here with Marvel is that, like, as much as you could, like, you know, like with uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and with Spider-Man No Way at Home, as much as that is necessarily, like, kind of forwarding the narrative, mm-hmm. by and large, for the most part, it was a pretty clean reset. And it's mm-hmm. like, how often can you really 
hit the reset button because you're coming off such a big climax with Thanos. Yeah. So even if you are pushing the overall narrative, you're fully resetting the scope of the play, let's call it. Oh, like, yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're kind of it's like not even necessarily going to act two. It's going back to act one in a new, in a new play. Almost. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, are you ready to get reinvested in that? And I think for, especially for the three people on this podcast in this generation, it's like, man, dude, like Iron Man one came out and I was in like high school, man. That shit was a long time ago. Like, you know, like, am I really ready to reinvest in that? I don't know if I am. Like, I just don't know we, if I'm ready to do that. We just don't have the time for that. No. Yeah, I don't got the time, money, like any of that shit. I can't, yeah. I just can't do it. Like, but like, like Seth said, the attention span just isn't there either. We've, we've seen um, such a rise in short form media over the past couple of years that that's where, that's where people are just consuming the bulk of their media. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, a part of this comes from, I was watching a, uh, the the whole TikTok hearing thing was, today. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Was, which was god awful. Like, yeah. you need to get these geriatric motherfuckers out of office because they don't Please. know what the fuck they're talking about. It was the, it uh, was the, fa- it was the Facebook uh, interview with Congress round two. That was the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just him, he's like, switch Facebook connect- for TikTok. <laughs> does it connect to Wi-Fi? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. These people are way too old to be making any sort of decisions that affect the current generation. Uh, but anyway, politics aside, um, <laughs> <laughs> we just we don't have the attention span anymore. Like, I'll be fully honest. Like, I was flipping through YouTube the other night. Like, when I was getting ready to go to bed, I wanted to watch something as I like, like wound down, and I saw a video. It's like twenty minutes. Like, oh, 20 minutes. I don't have that kind of time. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, can't be bothered. That, can't that's be that's bothered. where we're at right now. Um, so it could be like, you know, we just, we don't have that attention span to start over. We need like the big in your face, yeah. one movie and then done. So Listen, we'll, I do the we'll same see, thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this, this yeah. current phase goes and if people will start getting reinvested. But as of right now, like the fatigue is real. People just don't care as much. I think the big test is going to be guardians of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I think if that doesn't do as well as they're expecting superhero fatigue is definitely real because that's like. All of those films have been great, and this yeah. is the culmination of those films. Like, this is the end of their story, James Gunn said. So, like, yeah. if that doesn't do well, they need to take yeah. a break. They're in yeah. trouble. Yeah. So, um, moving on here, you know, kind of continuing this conversation, though, um, a lot of people have attacked some of these actors and actresses um, for defending Shazam 2. Specifically, uh, Rachel uh, Ziegler, or Ziegler, she is one of the main actresses in the uh, Shazam movie. And she posted kind of like, you know, the movie's not that bad, guys. Like, you know, we put our heart and soul to it. It's like a great movie. It's fun. Go check it out. And people started just like bashing the crap out of her on Twitter and like different places. Um, And then now you have all these reports coming out that uh, Zachary Levi basically said that, you know, The Rock didn't allow them to use the Justice Society in the end credits. There was like some end credit scene in Shazam 2 um, that was supposed to involve them. But mm-hmm. The Rock said no to that. So now you have like DC and different people within DC and within these movies pointing fingers at other people for the failure of this one movie. Do you guys think with like all this backlash that people are like facing, like who would want to do, you know, a superhero movie moving forward? Like m- set money aside, like it just seems like more and more it's just they're facing a crap ton of backlash and it, you know, it doesn't seem like it's worth it to me. So I want to kind of get your guys' opinion on that. And we'll start with you first, Kirby. Mm-hmm. I mean, setting money aside, like, yeah, it's, it's becoming a risky move to jump in on some of these 
these movies because that's what you're attached to. Yeah. Like, especially if you're you're like you're an up and coming actor or actress, like that's that's what your name is going to be tied to for the foreseeable future. And with the amount of like backlash and hate that we're getting on on a lot of these movies, it's it's kind of a risk. But um, also, people just need to shut the fuck up. Um, if you don't like a movie, you don't like a movie. You don't need to fucking bash people if they defend some like a, a project or a piece of work that they're in. Like, yeah. grow the fuck up. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it's definitely, there is a risk involved for, for the people, you know, on the, like in the film, like the actors and actresses. Um, I would be interested to like get the rock side of that story as yeah. to like why he would have like vetoed that because it would have been such a cool tie in, but, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I listen. I think it's impossible to answer this question saying money aside. Yeah. yeah. Because, <clears throat> because push, comes to push comes to <laughs> shove. You're never going to tell me that like these actors are going to say no to some of these roles because they're getting the fucking bag. Yeah. Right? And like, look, so we're going to tie back to a lot of the, the, you know, the Marvel stuff in the early phases and stuff like that. When this whole thing kind of kicked off mm-hmm. a lot of those movies and the casting in those movies was revitalizing a lot of those actors Mm-hmm. careers in a lot yep. of ways and kicking them off well yeah. since then and since the blow up of the genre and a lot of that stuff a lot of that now has become actors kind of in the back half of their prime mm-hmm. that are catching the bag on their way out yeah so yeah. even even with the bashing and for a lot of that stuff i do think like at the end of the day currently and maybe this is part of the problem and this is part of what should change but currently it's just a way for a lot of these kind of tail end actors to catch a quick bag on their way out on the tail end of what will probably be their acting career. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it's going to really change a whole lot in the current way that they're having it set up. The Twitter thing I'm with Kirby Twitter's a black hole. It's never going to stop bashing. People. <laughs> it's, at the yeah. end of the day, like you don't believe shit you see on Twitter. It's like, yeah. it's just yeah. people arguing with each other to argue. It's all yeah. it really is. Twitter now, and Reddit are like the, toilet bowl of our entire yeah. society <laughs> you know now look the the whole rock and ziegler and, and all and you know and all that kind of nonsense the stuff going on behind the scenes there that's dc as a company not being able to understand their output effectively and not being able to control mm-hmm. narrative yeah. well that's the type of shit that does like kirby said get dc in trouble with fans over marvel and whatnot it's because they can't handle their talent and they can't handle their messaging correctly it's yeah. terrible. We've, we've reset that whole universe like six times. Like, it's terrible. Like, so it's – that's on them. The question about people turning away from superhero movies, no, because the bag will always be in play. And then Twitter's a black yeah. hole. That's my response to kind of this question. I agree with you guys, honestly. I, I Thinking about it, I, I do think this kind of is more of like a DC problem than a Marvel problem. <laughs> uh like it's gonna be interesting to see James Gunn try to cast Superman because we've already had so many, and that alone, not having Henry Cavill is gonna cause a lot of backlash. Um, I am really interested to see uh, how the is it Miss Marvel or the Marvels? The for, Marvels, yeah, the, the Marvels Marvel. for the MCU because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people hated the crap out of um, Captain Marvel. Yeah, and obviously, you know, you're having her. Um, and the two other actresses play the Marvels as well. Like, 
I feel like a lot of people are going to end up bashing that too for some reason. So it's yeah, going to be I interesting. I think that's going to be another just Twitter black hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. even the first one, for the most part, whether you like the movie or not, most of the arguments against that movie was Twitter bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't any, it wasn't anything productive. Like, yeah. yeah. It was like the movie or didn't. It's just whatever. Like, yeah. It, it was Twitter bullshit. And then uh, what's a Brie Larson saying some stupid shit on the, like, the press tour that got people yeah. riled up. Um, yeah. So like, then what happened? Yeah. People still saw the movie and made a bunch of money, but that was yeah, oh, yeah. it so made money. I actually I finally watched the movie. I didn't at first because it had I had no interest. And it was probably the most forgettable movie that I've ever seen. But <laughs> I yeah. loved the the Miss Marvel show. Yeah. So yeah. of course I'm interested to see how it goes. Forgettable, but arguably not the worst, especially oh, no, in the re- in the recent kind of turn of things, right? So nope. like you know, Listen, nothing tops kind of doable. Nothing tops Thor Dark World. That's I was still saying, the worst. Thor Dark True. World has the yeah. has the crown yeah. for the most forgettable Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> I will never rewatch that movie. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely gonna be interesting moving forward. But I the money they make is just so like insane that like I, why would you turn it down like right? you're, you're getting <laughs> exactly. yelled at by like a six-year-old on twitter <laughs> yeah yeah for millions of dollars i'll yeah. fucking yeah. take it like i'm there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i couldn't give a shit because i don't i mean i don't even have twitter like i have Same. not bothered to go down that road so if i were in that position fuck yeah give me the give me the paycheck i'm not gonna yeah. hear what they're saying i'm not on that give me, give me the paycheck and delete twitter i feel like that would yeah. exactly. be every actor's like mantra yeah. in every contract <laughs> i'm in give me the paycheck <laughs> um so with all of this being said, you know, moving on to the next point here, do you guys think that there is um, anything that can break the cycle of this, you know, superhero fatigue that we've been discussing so far in this episode? You know, is it the promise of a new and exciting universe? Do we just need some time off from the genre? Or has the generation that like kickstarted all of this excitement of superhero movies just kind of aged out at this point? And um, let's see here. I'm I think I'm the one who's taking the lead here. You're going first. I'm going first. Honestly, I think we need a break. I I think they need to take like a good two years off, reevaluate things and come back because you're already, Marvel is already starting to delay stuff. Like there's rumors that they're basically pushing back all of their movies a year or two now. Anyway, Um, the whole mess with blade Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely bananas to me. I don't know if you guys really heard what happened. So apparently the script that they wrote for Blade, uh, l- literally the movie was only like 45 minutes. Oh, <laughs> It what was like hell? really bad. Um, <laughs> and so Mahersha, Mahersha Ali basically had to step in and was like, what the hell are we doing? And like the script was just so poorly written. They basically scratched the whole thing and are starting mm-hmm. over fresh. And they made Mahershala like a executive producer to make so he can like ensure that this thing goes smoothly. So Damn. if you're running into issues like that, and then all of these like VFX issues, like people were saying, you know, in Ant Man, there's some serious VFX issues. They just fired one of the people who supposedly um, was treating some of the VFX artists very poorly. They mm. just fired her. So I don't know. I think they all of these different properties, except for the boys and Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> but like Marvel and DC, they need to just like slow it down because there's just too mm-hmm. much going on. And like, I'm, it's just hard for me to keep up. Like I never even watched the Captain America show. Um, th- I don't know. There's just too much stuff going on. And it's like, like you said earlier, Kirby, like 
we don't have enough time to watch all of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what do you think, Curbs? Um, I think that um, I think there definitely needs to be uh, a slowdown. I wouldn't say so much a break, but definitely a slowdown. I think yeah. that um, both DC and Marvel need to take a little bit more time with their IPs and really build movies worth watching. Um, because, you know, as I think, Seth, you mentioned before, we're getting a lot of, like, cookie-cutter movies. Like, yeah. you know, we, they're very formulaic. They need to take the time to write a good script, make sure the cast is stacked, and and just have a good story to tell. If it takes a couple of years to get out a movie, that's fine. Like, we need a little bit of that break. So a slowdown would be awesome. I don't think that, you know, we've aged out of the genre. I'm, I'm old as fuck, and I'm still excited about this movie. So, <laughs> like, I, I can't really say that, like, you know, yeah. people are getting aged out or anything like that. But there, there needs to be a little bit of a slowdown. Uh, I'm going to actually kind of go against that point a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I, do think, I do think that there is a legitimate argument for the slowdown or, or a break, kind of as you guys were saying. But I don't think it's for us. Because I do think mm-hmm. that there's a legitimate argument he had that us as the generation that kind of was there for the the, re, the revitalization of, of Marvel has started to move past the age that maybe it's just like, – not that we're saying that we necessarily won't see it and whatnot, mm-hmm. but it's not going to get us as excited about it. It's not necessarily meant for us anymore. Yeah. So I like you know a lot of people give Martin Scorsese a lot of shit about saying that you know superhero movies aren't cinema, and that was an aggressively hot take. But Quentin Tarantino went on Howard Stern kind of shortly after that and kind of broke it down a little bit. And he said, yeah, because they're not for him. They're just, of course, yeah. he doesn't think they're cinema. They're not made for him. And yeah. he's like, and he's like, do you? Th-? And Howard's like, do you think they're cinema? And he's like, 20 years ago, I did because <laughs> I loved them. That was what they were. They were for me. But I'm not lining up to go see Iron Man anymore. He's like, because I'm 45, like or 50 <laughs> years old. Like, you know, it's like there isn't an argument to be had that we are in the tail end of who these movies are necessarily designed for. And it's mm-hmm. not necessarily that like the genre itself doesn't get me excited and whatnot, but I'm not going to be the guy that necessarily is waiting to see it in theaters. There are going to yeah. be a lot of these movies that slip to a streaming service maybe before I even see them. Or even yeah. when then I still might not even see them. Like, <laughs> I, so I, I think that there's a legitimate argument that, Maybe the TV medium kind of keeps the pace, like you said, with the boys and how well they're doing and Invincible and things like that. But I think your standard cookie-cutter Marvel DC, like, A, probably needs a break to reevaluate maybe their target audience and who they're kind of going for. And then I think that there's also a legitimate argument that maybe we're past the point of being the game plan for these guys. And maybe that's just not something that we should necessarily be getting as riled up for anymore. Mm-hmm. So. I know this is um, kind of off topic here, but I really want to pose this question now that like we kind of went over this. Do you think the reason for this decrease is because, I mean, thinking back on it, like superheroes are meant to like kind of be like that savior for kids and stuff to go into and be like, um, you know, that feel good movie that there's something out there that like, you know, can save their day. But having gone through COVID and all of these different things that we've been through these last couple of years, um, and like, look at the rise in horror. People are like gravitating towards, um, towards those types of movies, which aren't as feel good. They're dark. Do you think maybe that's playing a part in like the down, you know, the downsides of this like superhero genre and people not wanting to see it? Yeah, 
I think there's I think there's an argument there. I I also I think there's just like a I don't know. It's really hard to say because trends just kind of come and go, right? Yeah. Like it's really mm-hmm. hard to judge the statistics and the reasons behind why trends go up and down. But like fact is facts are facts. Horror's in right now. Superhero movies kind of aren't. Mm-hmm. Like, and the hard fact that the hard truth to pill swallow there is the superhero movies got a billion dollar budget. <laughs> the the, yeah. the, <laughs> the scary movies like barely cracking a hundred k. Yeah. You know? Well, so, look at um. Look, I know, like, uh, in another podcast, another episode, like, I, I know I brought this up, but look at where we are in terms of, like, a society and everything that's going around with us, you know, with, with you know, everybody. Like, yeah. the, the scope of society. Like, look at where we are. Um, what fits, like, the feeling uh, of, like, the world around us better, an uplifting superhero movie or a horror movie? Yeah. It's a fucking horror movie. Everything yeah. is fucked up right now. Um, and you know, art mimics life. Uh, and right now we're in a very tumultuous time. Uh, things are kind of up in the air. Nobody really knows what's going on. Um, and people tend to gravitate towards an outlet that, that reflects how they're feeling and mm. horrors in for a reason. <laughs> yeah. That's why I want to pose the question. Cause I was like thinking about it and I was like, we've been through some, some, some shit <laughs> these last couple <laughs> yeah. of years. And, like, you know, before you could look to a superhero, it's like, oh, like, we need our knight in shining armor, but they're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I wanted to pose that. So, one last thing before, you know, we end here. Um, Pat actually kind of just brought this up. Do you think uh, maybe shifting to kind of like, instead of doing the whole movie thing, shifting to like a TV series uh, medium or TV medium rather, um, rather than doing theaters for superheroes would kind of appeal to more to people more because obviously mm-hmm. you have like netflix you have disney plus you have all these different like outlets where people can watch from home um i definitely don't think the movie theater is dead i think it's actually starting to do really well and you can see that with some of the different things yeah. so uh, that aside do you just think though like having that tv show um having it be more of like an episodic thing instead of like a two-hour movie where they can expand on that story do you think that would kind of you know, be better for the superhero genre as a whole. And um, I'll start with you first, Curbs. I think, I think you could definitely, um, uh, like, people could definitely agree with that statement. I mean, go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast, how our attention spans aren't there anymore in short form media is, is kind of the king right now. So having an episodic, like TV show, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, that's easily digestible. You can drop onto the couch, have some dinner, watch a couple episodes of a TV show. It's much easier to do. And in a lot of cases, much more appealing than, you know, popping out to a movie theater or sitting through, you know, a two or three hour movie, like in one sitting. Um, Again, like the attention span is just not there. So that could be where like these, um, you know, these studios decide to go, um, is the short form is the TV is an episodic thing. Um, but Seth, like you said, I, I don't think that the theater is really dead. Like we just went to see scream yeah. and, and it was pretty packed. Like, packed. <laughs> uh, people were there for it, but again, that's a horror movie. Um, I, I can say that, uh, when we saw Ant-Man, it was still pretty full. So yeah, uh, I guess it, it just depends on the person and the timing. But I think that uh, going into like an episodic short form thing, it really can't hurt. So, yeah. Yeah, 
I think I think when I was thinking of this question, I think I was thinking more of specifically to the superhero genre in general. Kind of similar mm-hmm. to how we were talking about in the previous question, where it's like, do we need a break? Do we? I think like if we were to do something like we were talking about for a break, would it? Because I know studios themselves obviously don't necessarily want to go on a break, right? They see this is just like ways to make more money. Mm-hmm. So do you solve the problem by necessarily saying, okay, let's cut back on the film, let's regroup a little bit. Let's kind of build back some audience, I think, from mm-hmm. focusing more on shows. Let's focusing more on kind of bringing back that audience a little bit more into invested into these characters for, say, a couple years, maybe a couple series, a couple seasons, build a little bit of a universe a little bit. Then, okay, let's drop a movie. Let's now yeah. we kind of get we got our bearings back, got everything kind of going again. So. I, and I can't help but think about, you know, like the series being like, he's got a ghost. Look at, <laughs> She's not bad. Like, like you got Loki, you got the boys, you got Invincible, you know, even looking at WandaVision and Captain America and, and Moon Knight and stuff like that, like overwhelmingly, whether you liked them or not, they did pretty well. Like, you yeah. know, and those, those got good streams, good views. Does that hold you over, especially when you're talking about paid streaming services? for a while for you maybe regain some footing and regain some ground on what Mm -hmm. you know maybe you want out of like a big feature film in this later on so i do think that that would be the right way to take a break is pull it back on the movies scrap it throw them and throw them off to the side for a while do everything you want to do character development wise in a tv show for a little bit create Mm -hmm. a little bit more so that when people want to go see a big avengers movie they kind of maybe are a little more vested in everything yeah 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 well, if we're going to talk about TV shows, can we please not make them like, you know, 20 minutes with like 10 minutes of pre, uh, you know, uh, credits and yeah. then having them like be eight episode seasons? Yeah. Like, what's there, the point of that? So yeah. long as the substance is there, then then it'll work. Yes. Still um, asking a lot. Yeah. yeah still yeah. asking a lot. We, um, <laughs> it, the only thing that I'd be worried about with that is like, you're going to have one show on this service and one show on this service and one show on this service. And then you have to have like 16 different streaming services that you have to pay for to watch every show that you want to watch. Is that, is that any farther far off? Or what we're yeah, that's literally right what's now, going though? on right now. Oh, that, that's why I'm worried. We're already reinventing cable. Let's be perfectly frank here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It costs me the same at this point. <laughs> But yeah. it is an interesting take. I don't know. I uh, we just need a break. That's my opinion. <laughs> we need a break. <laughs> but I mean, there's a crap ton of good movies coming out. You know, in the next few months, uh, Oppenheimer, the Barbie movie, which is going to be fire. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> you might be alone on that one. No, I'm dragging you and Lauren to it. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add here? Nope, I think it's no, no, I think that covers pretty much everything. Yeah. Well, it's weird not having gums here to send this off. So, <laughs> uh, you know, stop paying for cable, guys. Get YouTube TV. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag ditch meta. <laughs> ditch meta. Ditch meta. <laughs> and or Disney Plus. I don't know. Oh, but, there you go. Yeah. Stay rolling, people. See you next week. <laughs>